0: Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Happy Easter, everyone. Do you remember the last time that you made a really big fundamental change in your life? The one that came to my mind was uh, a time when I made a career change that actually uh, involved moving to a different city. And there was both that sense of elation and that this was a job that I had really been looking forward to, really wanting, that it seemed to me like both uh, not only a promotion but really an opportunity to shine. And yet there were also those feelings of, oh my gosh, I'm leaving kind of the city I know and the friends I know, um, extended family members that really... Really, there was some fear there, but yet the possibilities seemed endless. Does it take a big change, though? If we want to have a, a fresh start, so to speak, does it mean we have to move somewhere? We have to have a, a new job or a new relationship? Or is that the, I don't know, the anti For changing things in our life? Do we have to have the upheaval along with the good things that change brings? Well, I do know that when we change everything, it's an invitation. That idea of the blank slate has its uh, compelling notion. But I would hate to think that it requires us to pull up stakes and move across the world in order to really have that greater unfoldment of our own spirit, of our own life, to to realize our potential. So today we're going to talk a little bit about what we can do short of making those big outward changes. Because I think one of the things that we recognize in this philosophy, in the science of mind, is that the changes start in here. That truly, if we want to change the outside, one of the best places to start is our own patterns of belief our own sense of who we are and what we show up for and i think to start with that uh, maybe a joke would uh, be helpful now this is for you to decide though whether this is actually an easter joke i mean it does have rabbits in it and it does have easter in it so you would think it's an easter joke but we'll see you can be the judge So, the old English church was overrun with wild rabbits. They kept multiplying and were really quite a nuisance on the grounds. After some thought, the parish decided to schedule a meeting to see what could be done. Well, the elders of the church said that poisoning and trapping were just too dangerous. What if a child got trapped? Or what if a family pet ate the poison? These methods just couldn't be condoned. Now, the children of the church felt that they could not harm any of God's creatures. Humane traps, some method of rehabilitation and relocation were desirable. But, you know, it was the vicar that proposed a novel solution. He said, let's baptize them. Let's officially make them church members. (laughs) Now, how will that help, asked one of the church elders. How will baptizing them, how is making them church members going to solve the problem? Well, said the vicar, it may not get rid of them, but at least they'll only be a bother on Christmas and Easter. (laughs) (laughs) So is it an Easter joke? Kind of, kind (laughs) of, sort of. Are we open to that level of change in our life? I think one of the things that keeps us from experiencing newness is we have committees like the vicar had committees in the joke. Don't we, though? We think something is a great idea, and our friends are only willing to tell us whether that's true or not. <laughs> or if we're not even sure of, of what newness we want to experience, aren't there the role models that will step forward and say, this is what you should be, this is what you should do, here's what a marriage looks like, here's how you're supposed to raise children, here is what someone in your position should do, or should think, or should behave, gosh, if it, if it weren't for the committees in my head, I'd get a lot done some days. <laughs> or, or would I? Because I think, again, more than outward change, more than even the committees that are in my head or, or out in the real world, the thing that keeps me from realizing my dreams often is my own stick to We've been using the, the teachings of Jesus, the master teacher, this month, using some of his parables uh, to help us. And today I wanted to bring forward uh, one of his simplest parables. This is from Matthew 13. Jesus said, He told them another parable The kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and mixed into 60 pounds of flour until it worked all through the dough. Well, those of you who have made bread before, of course, probably realize that leaven is is yeast, and that 's what makes bread light and fluffy that 's part of that uh, wonderful smell that you get when you bake bread at home is the leaven that has has created that that extra life in the bread before there was leaven before people used le- yeast. all the bread was was flat as a pancake and uh, and pretty tough to eat and so the idea of leaven, the idea of yeast, is more life more more zest that 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 sweetness and that softness, it represents luxury, it represents new life. If we want new life, if we indeed want, as Jesus said, that the kingdom of heaven is going to be like this new life right here, how do we achieve that? How do we take a new idea? How do we take something that we're maybe itching to do, a new job, a new relationship, or, or maybe to dramatically improve something that we already have? What if we want to go to that next level of intimacy in our primary relationship? What if we want to excel at our job in a new way that promotion would be un—you know unbelievably easy? What if we want to, to take our own lives, and, and as the cooking shows would say, ramp it up a notch. Bam! What if we really want to do something amazing in our own lives? Is it just as easy as adding a teaspoonful of leaven? Is it as easy as just having the idea? Let me read the parable one more time. He told them still another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked. All through the dough, see there's the trouble. it isn't just adding the idea on the top of ourselves. it isn't just coming up with one hope or one dream or one desire. I mean that can be the start, that can represent the love, and that can that can be the new life. How do we mix it all the way through? How do we take that new idea and integrate it fully into who we are and what we are and how we show up? Well, I have a few ideas. First of all, I think we need to have it in our constant awareness. If we really want to make a big change in our lives, especially on the inside, we have to have an awareness of it really in every moment. Have any of you ever gone to a, a car dealership and really picked out the ideal car for you? So you know what make it is, what model it is. You, you know what uh, options you would want to have on the car. Of course, you've picked out the color and any other trim uh, thoughts that you have on it. And then you go home to think about it. Have you noticed you'll see more of those cars on the freeway than you would ever imagine have been even built yet? Well, that's the theory here. If we take that idea of newness, if we see clearly in our own lives how our life can be and put some detail about it, what would it look like? What would it feel like? What is that newness? If, it, if we're wanting a new relationship, what would it be like? If we're, if we're urged to have a new job, what would that be like with some detail and some passion and some feeling? The idea is when we bring it fully into our consciousness... It will seek us out. We'll start seeing it on the freeway. We'll start seeing it enter into our lives. We won't have to hunt it down when it is clear in our mind and in our heart what is to happen when we accept it as though it were already ours. The universe does backflips to provide that to us. Soon the potential employers will be phoning us. Soon the, the ideal relationships will be, will be there for us to easily find. No more struggle. The next thing I want to suggest is we should make it part of our decision making. If you truly want a change in your life, you should base your decisions on it. If, for instance, you want more intimacy in your private relationships, you you should begin thinking about that as you make decisions, even before you're about to speak. Before you're about to speak, you might say to yourself, well, if I say that, will I be becoming more intimate with the person I love or less intimate? If it's a new job that you want and you're in the process of making decisions, you might say, if I do this or if I say that, is that job more likely to be drawn to me or less likely to to be drawn to me? So make this newness part of your ongoing decision-making. As you're taking the steps towards the newness and it's taking steps towards you, let that be part of your decisions that you make. The third one, I would suggest a regular review. You know, it is hard to tell if you're making progress if you never check in with yourself. (laughs) And yet, I think that's one of the primary reasons that people don't get to experience more of what they really are intending to experience in light. They they have an idea of how it could be, and then six, eight months later they go, well, what happened to that? But if, if instead on a regular basis, maybe part of a daily journal, maybe part of a, a a once a week practice where you really sit down and say, well, okay, where am I on this issue? If I really want peace and harmony in my family, how am I doing? Am I stepping up to my peace in it? The fourth thing that I would like you to consider and uh and i'll tell you a story of my first job on the planet i went to work uh, kind of doing data entry for the telephone company and it was a um i actually didn't think much of the job i needed a job <laughs> and although data entry wasn't my thing i was pretty good at it i could type pretty fast with few errors but i remember after a couple of weeks my very first boss came up to me and said you know If you changed your attitude a little bit about this place, it would all go a little bit easier. She probably should be a minister someday, don't you think? (laughs) But I remember initially thinking, well, actually, I can't really say on Sunday what I was originally thinking. (laughs) Uh, Let us just say there was a little pushback for me. Like, how dare she tell me I should change my attitude, right? And what does it even mean to really change your attitude? Well, I think what it means and what it meant in that situation was, well, Look, we're here together, we're, we're doing what we're doing. Why don't we have some fun with it? Why isn't there that expectancy that good's gonna come about today? Why can't we be together in a way as though we're assuming good will come from it? Not that this is a menial job. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Maybe the relationship you're in right now could be improved. But if we think about it as inferior, if we react to it as though it's second class, I gotta tell you, everyone is gonna participate with you in the same fashion. Suddenly the job becomes second class. Suddenly the marriage is just kind of showing up and going through the motions. But if we have that attitude of delight, if we have an expectation, and a really a heartfelt sense of of love or or utility of uh, of joy or of peace whatever it is that we're hoping to experience if we claim it up front and in fact bring that to our our life then life will meet us with that then life will become a reflection of what we're bringing to the table and if we're bringing something sweet to the table if we're bringing that that fully leavened bread to the table Oh my gosh. Soon life itself will be a reflection of what it is we're hoping to achieve or hoping to be. So today... You may have noticed things are a little different. And in fact, it's kind of fun when we have some of our high holidays here and we have the, the chairs arranged that way. People who people come in and, and, and I would say in general I notice two things. Some are like, Oh wow, this is cool. I could sit there or I could sit there and, and I wonder what we're gonna do with the little tables and like change is cool. This is gonna be fun. And there then there are the people that walk in and they're like, Where's my chair? <laughs> What the heck is Reverend Larry up to this week? <laughs> I know that something's up, and I only can hope that it will be a good thing. Well, <laughs> well, we are going to do something a little bit different today. You've noticed the, the three white tables here. Each one of them symbolically... Um, has a laurel branch on it, laurel to represent both the completion and the, um, I would say, the success of things, but also to represent creativity. In the ancient world, it was both a symbol of success and creativity. We're going to ask each one of you to take a stab at making a new life for yourselves. I bet there there is something or some way of being, some situation in each person's life right in this room that could be changed or improved or maybe entirely made new. That idea of the fresh start. So we're going to have some uh, background music for us. Um, Reverend Sharon and Nancy and myself are each going to be at one of these stations. And we're going to give each one of you an opportunity of having us witness your fresh start for this year. So if it's new life in your career, if it's a, if it's a deepening of a primary relationship, if it's a, you know, a new job, a new way of being, a new house, a new you, think about what that might be like. I invite the, the musicians and singers to, uh, to come up into their places. We're going to start a little bit of music And think about what newness would like to be experienced in your life right now. And when you feel called, just come up to one of the three stations here. And it would be our honor to bless you, to know the the truth of you having this newness in your life. Let us pray. There is one power, one presence, one life, one love. There is that one perfect peace upon all things. There is perfect joy. Each of these qualities of God, even as the children introduce them today while lighting the candles, each of these is complete and perfect in the universe. Each one of them also is in infinite supply. And so for each person here today who made a claim of newness, whether it be for greater love or or a a new job, a new life in some way, I know that that infinity of the universe is here to provide. As each one of us claims in our heart that newness, as each one of us makes a commitment to it and steps along a path towards it, I know that it is ours to experience. And so as we dedicate this day towards new beginnings, towards that new life. I know that God simply says yes. And so in gratitude I release this prayer. I release all of these intentions for new life and love into the world. I let it be and together we say and so thank you for being here. Happy Easter everyone. So glad you were here.